It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Guys, welcome back. It's good to have you here. As always, thank you so much for helping us with the show as far as uh, sharing it, the comments, uh, uh, the topic suggestions, guest suggestions, all that stuff is absolutely, absolutely vital. And we thank you so much. Um, anyway, today, special guest today, uh, one of America's most trusted lawyers, Alex Jackson, is on the show. Alex Jackson is an estate planning and veterans disability benefits attorney at Jackson McNichol. She's passionate about demystifying the estate planning process and educating people about in, intestines, intestines, <laughs> my lips are wearing out, uh, intestacy. Um, and basically, what is that? That is dying without a will or any kind of estate plan. Alex Jackson, welcome back. Thank you, Bert. It's nice to be back. It's been a while. It's good. I'm excited to uh, catch up with you. It's, uh, um, it's, it's uh, like I said, it's been a while. It's been like about, I don't know, a year or so. I think it actually has been that long. <laughs> All right. So um, let's talk about uh, some of the, some of the uh, what do you call it, uh, consideration, some of the special consideration when it comes to estate planning, specifically estate planning for veterans. Let's talk about this. Yeah, absolutely. So as you know from talking to my dad, uh, Francis Jackson, there are a ton of different programs that affect veterans. You know, that's everything from health care to military retirement, VA benefits, uh, special burial rights. You know, they've got VA pension, which affects long-term care. There's all sorts of state and local benefits, um, specifically in Maine, property taxes is a big one. So it kind of runs the gamut um, as far as veterans, but for the most part, it tends to go to that military retirement, health care, the VA benefits, the long-term care, and the burial considerations. But there's a lot there. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Now, let me ask a question. When it comes to the burial uh, considerations, if you are a veteran, and, and, and I may be using this term uh, incorrectly, but let's say you were, you were uh, honorably discharged or you have a uh, – yeah, let's just go with honorable discharge – is your burial taken care of, or is that not always the case? It tends to be kind of mixed. So you can get some money for a non-service-connected burial um, if you apply for reimbursement. You get more if they were a service-connected veteran when they passed, and they passed as something that they were service-connected for, or they were 100% when they passed. Um, and they're also usually entitled to be buried in you know, state and federal cemeteries specifically for veterans. Um, people can be entitled to certain arrangements at their funeral, possibly a salute. Um, we're all familiar with the flags, of course, that they hand out. Um, but there's, you know, a, a whole range of things that you can get paid for or reimbursed from the government. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so... Um... So why don't you tell our audience what estate planning is, since some may not be 
familiar with that term, or when they think of estate planning, they think it's something that only the wealthy actually uh, use. Let's talk about that. Yeah, estate planning is kind of a weird mix. It runs everything from basically emergency planning that you should be doing regardless down to sort of end of life planning. So things like a power of attorney or healthcare power of attorney, if you're hit by the proverbial bus and you're in an accident, um, things like a will to help your family when you pass or a trust maybe if you've got you know young children or somebody with special needs in the family. Um, Long-term care planning, that's kind of the hardest one to get people to talk about usually. Uh, nobody likes to think about needing assistance to get around and do things, but there are extra programs for veterans for that, and it's something that a lot of people need to plan for. Absolutely, absolutely. You know what, and it's funny, uh, so A, we don't, want to talk, we don't want to talk about death, even though uh, none of us are expected get, to get off the planet alive. <laughs> and number two, <laughs> yeah, and number two, we don't want to talk about, you know, something, as you said, uh, assisted uh, living, for lack of better terms, and, 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 and yeah. that stuff can get expensive really quick. Oh, yeah. It's very expensive up in Maine. Um, I'm not sure what it's like where you guys are, but, you know, eight to ten grand a month is not unheard of for various places up here. Absolutely. It, 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 can, it can just crush you uh, as far as expenses go. And, you know, what's interesting is back in the day, if somebody lived to be 70 or even 75, that was considered uh, an anomaly uh, 80 was seldom heard of. Now, I think the average life expectancy is like 80. It, it, things have changed. Yeah. Or maybe not 80, maybe it's like 75, but it's, it's changed a lot. Yeah, it, it's quite high. And they did a survey. One in four people knew someone who lived to be 100. Can you imagine that? One in four people. Man, that's incredible. Yeah, I, it, it used to be... When somebody lived to 100 or past 100, it was such a weird event, but it's starting to be very commonplace. And I, always, I threaten my kids all the time. My, my plan is to live to 104, and I have no shame. I expect them to change my diapers. I, I did it for them. They can do it for me. <laughs> it's a good attitude for it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. All right. So let's talk about this. Uh, why do the average mom and Paul Kettle um, may want to consider estate planning. Um, you know, the, again, when I say regular mom, pa, you know, just the average Joe, uh, yeah, not somebody who, who, yeah, the average person who's not making, you know, three, four, five hundred grand a year, or super wealthy, whatever term, whatever term, uh, whatever that means. That one percent, as they call it. Yeah, the one or yeah, the one percenters. So let's talk about that. I want to bring it down and talk about why ordinary persons like, you know, like me, you and I would even consider estate planning. Yeah. So part of it, as I mentioned before, is that emergency planning. You know, everybody should have a financial power of attorney and a healthcare power of attorney because you are pretty likely to have at least one medical problem in your life in an emergency situation, just statistically likely. And you want to make sure that you know, you've written everything down, they know who to contact, somebody's on deck to take care of you and make sure your utilities get paid. Um, that's kind of the, the tip of the iceberg. You know, you hit 18, you need those sorts of things. And then um, wills kind of goes hand in hand and trust with um, 
life insurance and looking after your family. So particularly for younger folks, this is usually there are small children. They want to make sure that there's a plan in place to take care of those kids if something happens to them. As we get older, that still tends to be focused on taking care of kids and relatives, um, be a little less immediate, but most people still want to leave things to their family. And you can make a real mess um, if you don't know the default plan, as I call it, from your state, the intestacy rules. And nobody looks those up. Um, nobody. So right. Well, I mean, first of all, you don't first know of all, what that is, you know. I was going to say, first of all, we're, we're, these are things that we want to avoid. I mean, yeah. you know, if you're if you're an 18 year old, a single 18 year old, or even a single person, you're probably not even you probably don't care about any of this stuff. But if you are a, a young married couple and you think you're going to live forever, again, this is this is not on the top of anybody's list, right? It's not like, hey, oh, Alex, what do you want to? Yeah, what do you want to do today? Hey, let's find out about. It. <laughs> about, uh, you know, estate planning. Yeah, let's do that. It's just not a hot date topic. And, and, uh, uh, and so, I, you know, we, we all put it off. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I have learned, and this is, I think, one of the big motivators for people, uh, is that not only some of the stuff that you talked about, like the, like the health care parameters, but also the, the, the taxation, because a lot of people aren't aware of this, but depending on your estate, uh, if you pass away and you're, you know, you uh, left things to your heirs, uh, sometimes there's a tax consequence. Is that right? That's true. And what people normally do is they'll take out life insurance or figure out some way to pay it if it's going to be something that the person they're giving it to can't pay. Uh, it gets to be a little self-defeating sometimes if you, you know, want to leave your kids the house and they definitely can't afford it. So. We're trying to avoid those sorts of situations. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know, and I think that one of one of the things that I've I've learned from you uh, regarding estate planning is that the, the nice thing about estate planning is that you get to predict the future. You are able to control the future, and that's not always the case in life or in law, right? And so now, no. <laughs> right? I mean, it, to me, it's yeah. It, to me, it's it's like a it's exactly if you really care about your heirs, your children, whatever, your spouse, you really want to take a uh, time and, and get this looked at. And, and it doesn't necessarily have to be complicated. Really, just depends on how many assets you have. I mean, if again, if you're if you're bringing down a couple of million dollars a year, and maybe you have multiple uh, homes and things of that nature, that might be a little bit that that's going to be a little bit different. Maybe a little bit more complicated. I know in Maine. You guys have these, uh, like, uh, uh, they're like family camps, right? Where, where it's a family it's, it's camp. A biz- yeah, I mean, it's been handed down from generation to generation, and, and these are big businesses. Um, and I could just imagine how terribly complicated it could be if somebody dies and they die without a will or any kind of estate planning. Um, it can also be, get complicated if you have three or four kids that maybe don't get along or three or four relatives that don't get along and they're, and they're all, and they all think they're entitled to a piece of that family camp, you know, or family oh, business absolutely. or family home. It can get ugly quick. And, you know, as you get older, the number of people who are going to be fighting 
tends to increase. You tend to have more kids as you age and not less, that sort of thing. And, you know, you get grandkids. If one of your kids passes first, suddenly the grandkids are in the mix getting things. So it can make, you know, eight people the owner of this one piece of property and nobody wants to pay for the upkeep. So yes. you want to avoid yes. that sort of stuff. Right. And you know what? What's interesting is I think that for lack of better terms, I think that we can look at some of these celebrities who die in, uh, uh, again, in test, in test state, you know, where I think yep. Prince, you and I have talked about Prince, where he's got millions of dollars oh, yeah. in music and who knows who's going to get what? It's, it's just, uh, you know, I think he passed away, uh, what, three, four years ago, and it's still an ongoing process. Yeah, every every relative of his has crawled out of the woodwork with a claim, and of course they've all got lawyers. The estate has to pay for settling all of this mess, you know, sorting it out, and they have to be sure to pay the right person. So it's a huge mess. Sure, absolutely, and and I'm glad you brought that up. That the fact that the estate play, pays for this. So you know, if if there is a million, and I'm just using as an example uh, for the sake of simplicity. If there's a million dollars cash sitting in an account and and you have four or five, ten people who are all making claims, you know, every time somebody makes a claim, that claim, and you correct me if I'm wrong, that claim has to be, um, you know, they create a file. They have to, you know, they have to look at that claim. Uh, you mentioned lawyers are brought in and all of a sudden the estate is paying for, uh, to I guess, defend uh, these claims. And so a million dollars cash could easily dwindle away and you're left with $500,000 or less. Yeah, you, you can eat that up pretty fast if you've got a ton of different people making claims. An attorney's got to sit there for the estate and go through each one of them, figure out who's yeah. good. Yeah. And, and, and then, again, uh, an attorney may file uh, uh, some kind of claim or counterclaim or whatever it's called, you know, and it goes back and forth. And anyway – my point being is, ladies and gentlemen, that even something that looks relatively simple or looks like, hey, my, you know, my people are good, they'll figure this out, don't leave it up to chance. Just, again, predict the future, yeah. write it down, uh, make it easy for everybody. Um, okay, I want to go back to veterans real quick. In particular, what special programs affect veterans and their families? You know, as I mentioned before, there's a ton. But when it comes to estate planning, the big ones are usually the various health care programs for veterans and their dependents, the VA disability benefits that you can get, service-connected and non-service-connected, and then um, the veteran's pension, which is non-service-connected, plays into the long-term care that you can get. And additionally, in many states, uh, veterans can get residents in a specific veteran's uh, long-term care facility, and their spouses can often come with them, depending. Saves you a lot of money. Okay. okay. Uh, so, so in some cases, the veteran and his spouse can go to one of these facilities. Yep. That is incredible. So, uh, yeah, that, that would save you – that would save you and your family and your estate a tremendous amount of money. That is uh, a nice little, uh, what do you call it, uh, carve out there, a uh, nice little benefit. Uh, all right, so yep. if I'm a veteran 
I just heard about some of the stuff that you're talking about. Uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you if they have questions? Is is it the one eight hundred number? Do, do or is it? Yeah. Uh, the the best way to contact us is always that one eight hundred number. Um, but you know they can also check out our website. We've got one for each of the practice areas. And the website is veteransbenefits.com. Veteransbenefits.com. Uh, and and yeah, so um, that is uh, the easiest, quickest way. Veteransbenefits.com. All right. Um, I, again, I think this is a kind of a uh, an obvious type question, but I'm going to ask it anyway, just because I think sometimes uh, simple uh, is better. So why do veterans need help with estate planning issues? Because they seem like they have all these government benefits. So so do they even need an estate planning? Well, usually the problem is that people are not accessing the full amount of benefits that they can get. I see people a lot who don't know that they qualify for um, service-connected benefits, you know, Vietnam vets who are exposed to Agent Orange. They've got presumptive conditions like diabetes or ischemic heart disease, and they can just go ask and get their treatment and their money. You know, there, there's no wait for that. And, um, you know, folks who don't know maybe about state or local tax benefits, um, a lot of disabled veterans can get basically frozen property taxes or reduced property taxes, which is huge most places. Um, and there's, you know, a ton of other benefits that you may just not know are out there. And that's what I see the most of. It's people just, it's available. And if I can help somebody just by lowering their taxes, I had a, actually, I had a widow come in, completely separate question, but she mentioned her husband was a veteran and he'd been in one of these um, state homes for veterans. And we were talking and I told her, you know, you should really apply for reimbursement under the pension program, and she got several thousand dollars back just because I told her she should go apply. So, yeah, that's, that, really that's what amazing. It is. Just getting an expert to look it over. Yeah, no, absolutely. That that to me is uh, it's amazing, and and one of the challenges that the families and the veterans have is that there, first of all, as you mentioned, there's lots of different programs, and some of these programs have different little requirements or caveats. Number one, and and it's all and it's all laid out very simple in legalese and government speak. So you know, <laughs> you only need uh, you know a couple of college degrees to figure it out. But on top of that, some programs expire, some programs uh, are are replaced with a new program. So it's it's a it's a very dynamic department, and it's constantly changing. It is. Um, one particular one that you may have discussed with my dad before, but the caregiver regulations for who can be a caregiver for what veteran and, you know, get paid to take care of them are going to be slowly increasing over the next decade or so to encompass more veterans in more situations. And that's going to be a huge benefit to a lot of folks. But people don't necessarily know it's coming. Right, right. And again, the... The Department of Veterans Affairs is a massive department, uh, and sometimes the, the government – yes, it's the second largest. And, and quite frankly, sometimes the government cannot reach all these veterans. Uh, sometimes they can't reach them because addresses have changed. 
sometimes, uh, what do you call it, uh, the, because of budget constraints, the government does a poor job of getting the word out. Uh, I've seen this time and time again. Um, and, and just real quick, somebody's asking for the 800 number. So the 800 number is 800-524-3339. That's 800-524-3339. And the website is veteransbenefits.com. Uh, so, so, guys, if you have a question about veterans benefits, maybe benefits that might affect your family, there's everything uh, in in there from helping with uh, with some college expenses to, as we talked about today, uh, medical expenses, uh, assisted living expenses. There's there's this massive amount of benefits that you and your family may be entitled to, and you can. Call the 800 number, 800-524-3339. Ask for Alex or Francis, and they'll take care of you, and, and they walk you through everything. And they just, just like the example that you gave, Alex, it's, it's sometimes a very simple, hey, have you done this? I didn't even know that existed with, with the uh, lady, and, and she got reimbursed several thousands of dollars. And that's, you know, that's, that becomes a lifesaver, especially when you're on a very fixed income. Yeah, no, it can be really huge. Absolutely. All right. So, um, Alex Jackson, so you are one again, one of your passions is estate planning. So, if you guys have questions regarding estate planning, you can reach out to Alex. And if you have questions about anything having to do with veterans' disability or even social security disability benefits, you can reach out to uh, Alex and uh, her team at uh, Jackson McNichol, same 800 number. Uh, Alex Jackson, I want to thank you so much for stopping by. It's been a blast having you back. Yeah, thank you for having me again. You bet. Good stuff there from Alex. Oops. Good, good stuff there from Alex Jackson, estate planning as well as veterans disability lawyer. Uh, guys, this is the kind of stuff that we sometimes put off and we sometimes put off. And then before you know it, you left your family in a quagmire. Uh, the laws change consistently uh, or constantly, which I guess you could say consistently and constantly <laughs> uh, regarding veterans benefits. You know, years ago, there weren't burn pits. And that is something that is specific to uh, the stuff that happened in Iraq. Uh, before that, there was an Agent Orange issues. And of course, that relates to uh, Vietnam. So each event or war has its own little, um, uh, what do you call it, issues that Congress has to work through and the wheels sometimes turn slowly, but they do turn. And that's why if you have questions, I don't want you to suffer in silence. Don't put it off. It costs you nothing, absolutely nothing, to go to veteransbenefits.com and check out some of their resources there or call Alex at 1-800-524-3339 and see if you're missing something. Maybe you're getting all of the benefits. Congratulations. Maybe you're missing some big chunks of benefits. Maybe you have questions about uh, some of the stuff that we talked about today or college or whatever. And Alex and her team can help you out. Check out veteransbenefits.com. I love these guys. I love what they do. They're taking care of our brave men and women. And let me tell you, uh, sometimes 
these guys go to war for us and they're hurt uh, and they come back with PTSD or they come back with physical uh, injuries. And if it wasn't for people like Alex Jackson and Francis Jackson, they would, they would be screwed. Uh, sometimes getting these benefits can take years and it shouldn't be that way. Uh, they were promised these benefits. They have put their life on the line for these benefits and they, and they're entitled to it. So again, let's share this episode with everyone, you know, let's help as many people as we can to get the benefits they deserve and to stop that, uh, suffering in silence. As always, my friends, thank you so much for stopping by. Remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.